I've always looked at Wyatt as like, there's a talented guy with great hair. Mm. I really want to, I really want to get to know this guy. I mean, he, I mean, he, people tell him he looks like Bo Burnham, right? Like oh, that, yeah. like I told him that time. two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. He looks like Bo Burnham and he sounds like Miles Teller, like Whiplash era oh. Miles Teller. I love <laughs> it. I, I love it so much. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Two Takes on Film, the only podcast that has friends. My name is Wyatt Croy, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Heather Davenport. Hello. Hi, Heather. We are two best friends who love talking about all things movies. So if that sounds interesting to you, make sure to like and follow wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. With that being said, we've got a great one for you today. We've actually got a guest on with us today. Our guest today is Andrew Reinman. Uh, and the reason Andrew is joining us is a couple months back, uh, if you can remember that far, a little thing called the Oscars happened. Mm. And when we do that every, or excuse me, when that happens every year, we do a little Oscar ballot competition. And the winner of that competition gets the opportunity to be a guest on our podcast, which usually, so far, two out of two <laughs> comes around midsummer because yeah. uh, we take a while to get to things. <laughs> uh, but here we are now in, in late June. Uh, wow, yeah, late June of 2022, uh, a while after Oscars, finally getting around to having our winner for 2022, Andrew, on the show. Da, da, da. Thank so you welcome, guys so Andrew. much for having yeah. me. Thank you. Thank you. It feels good to be a winner. You know, there's a, Honestly. you know, I'm 25, but, uh, you know, I knew it would come around at some point. Right. There's uh, a first feels time good. for everything. Yeah. yeah, it feels great. Uh, well, we're happy to provide you with that achievement of, you know, yeah. winning something. In your yeah. Life. You know, Everyone... if you guys want to make like a, like a medal or something, Ooh. or maybe like, you know, oh, that would be great. You know, we really you don't should. have to. Yeah. Really I don't should. know what the budget is or trophy. anything, but that would be great. I would love yeah. that. I was, I was just in Hollywood um, yeah. a couple of days ago and that, you know, every can, or every little gift shop you stop in has like uh, Oscars trophies with all the with names. With like on every it. name under I'm the sure yes. Andrew was literally the first oh. one in line. <laughs> So I could have, well, I should have hey, hey, it's okay, man. It's okay. I, I, I forgive you. We'll send them out. We'll send them out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Retroactively. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the theme of this episode is, is basically the three of us are going to be reviewing the best picture winners from the year that we were born. Um, so I was born in 97. Andrew was born just one year before me in 96. And no one actually knows when Heather was born. <laughs> um, but just to be safe, we're pinpointing it at 1990, just kind of threw, threw a dart at a, at a board and that's where it landed. Um, but we will be and so to be clear, these are the best picture winners that came out the year, uh, you know, that we were born, even though technically the year that they won best picture would be the following year when the ceremony takes place uh we will be individually reviewing those movies from the year we were born and then just kind of uh, giving commentary on them uh as both just movies uh as best picture winners as experiences as little time capsules of uh movie history that they now stand representing um and just kind of talking about that comparing them to each other, to the, uh, to the other nominees that year, to just the history of film, all sorts of Oscar discussion. It uh, doesn't matter what time of year it is. Heather and I are always up to talk about 
the Academy Awards. Mm, so that's what that. we're going to we do that. today. Heather, uh, go ahead and kick us off with a little bit of an intro to our guest, Andrew. Yeah. Well, Andrew, this is the yes. first time that you and I are meeting digitally face to face. Yes. Ever speaking. Yes. And so for my own benefit and for yes. the benefit of our listeners, we would love to just get to know you a little bit more. So I'm going to put you in the hot seat a little bit before we move on to oh my gosh. the even more hot seat. Okay. Um, start by just telling us about who you are, what you do with your life. How, okay. how do you know us? Okay. Um, well, I know I uh, put brackets around. No, um, I know Wyatt. Uh, we went to school together, right? Yeah. Wyatt? Yes, that's true. Right. Yes, true. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're my fact checker. Um, our, uh, I think our sisters were like really good buds. Yeah. I think that's the buds, right? Yeah. When they were in middle school or maybe early high school. Yes. Yeah. Think, our, yes. our younger sisters, younger Macy, my sisters. sister and, and Tessa, correct? Yes. Yeah. 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 Wow. And, nice. um, I've, I've always, um, uh, I've always looked at Wyatt as like, there's a talented guy with great hair. Mm. I really want to, I really want to get to know this guy. I mean, he, I mean, he, d- people tell him he looks like Bo Burnham, right? Like oh, that, yeah. I told like him that time. two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. He Constantly. looks like Bo Burnham and he sounds like Miles Teller, like whiplash era oh. Miles Teller. I love <laughs> it. I, I love it so much. I'm so envious of this man. Uh, so I'm so glad like face to face, actually have a conversation with him. Heather, I don't know you, but I'm very excited to get to know you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've listened to some of your episodes uh, in the past, and you guys are like so talented. Oh my gosh! I, I just gotta say that. I mean, it it the quality of this is 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 just wonderful, and um, I really appreciate you guys having me on. But um, yeah, let's see. Uh, I grew up in uh, Southern California, about uh, ten miles outside of Los Angeles, uh, near the beach. Cool. Um, very exciting. We love the beach. Yeah. Um, and uh, moved up here around high school. Uh, my sister was, yeah, uh, let's see, in like sixth grade. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I love it. My parents uh, retired and they wanted to become farmers. Ooh. So they're like, let's go to Oregon. They definitely threw a dart at a board because they're like, mm-hmm. Medford, Oregon, let's do it. Sure. Um, they're not farmers at all. Oh, okay. I don't know where that. Dream- yeah, no, I don't know where that. <laughs> I was going to say, what is, yeah, what's their yeah. deal? What's their farming? Brought me, brought me all the way up here. I mean, I think they have a goat or two like, oh like a goat. yeah not even like a goat though but it, it's like That's a half cute. a goat mm-hmm. yeah. it's very cute it is very cute um but uh what like what qualifies you as being a farmer like how much yeah how many yeah. goats do you need to right you know, I don't know so what the at least three yeah. right yeah exactly it's got to be three and they have what 0.5 of one so yeah not even close they're not <laughs> farmers count. uh but I'm I love it up here it, it's been I mean like geez it's been like 10 years now um it, it's so beautiful the people up here are so wonderful um not to get all sappy but i've met the most wonderful woman ever oh, up here sweet. and uh took my breath away you know what can i say you guys i'm uh, <laughs> uh but so uh, smitten so smitten you guys so smitten yeah and um i'm 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 super thankful for it um i think you know th- there's that thing when your your family just up and moves like i like mm. i never thought that would be me you know i i, yeah. I would mm-hmm. see movies and tv and of of people moving and like kids hated it and i'm like oh that'll never be me uh and it uh you know it was hard but uh again best thing i've ever done mm-hmm. so yeah that's i mean that's how i got here i would yeah. say and um yeah I what's mean, your what's your day-to-day life look like are you 
working in school? Uh, what's I am. The, yeah. What's yeah, life? yeah. 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 Both. Both. Um, I do social media for uh, a company around here, a little smoothie place. Uh, very, very exciting. Awesome. Very exciting <laughs> stuff. Um, I uh, I did more uh, work like in the film industry when I uh, uh, for a long time I was going back and forth between L.A. and here. But that's sort of since COVID, that's sort of uh, that sort of stopped a little bit. Sure. And um, again, I, I use uh, I use film industry very loosely there it's more uh reality tv that's Ooh. where my that's where my connections lie i love uh, reality tv well and there you go if you ever you know if you ever want to meet like jeff probst off survivor that's the guy <laughs> i worked for i worked for mark burnett oh he's the executive jeff producer probst. yeah oh he's yeah. A what a guy, guy. He's handsome, so handsome guy. Those, those dimples. The dimples, yeah. they kill me. His hair, you would never know it, but he's got like the tallest hair under that hat. <laughs> wow. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I don't do but, it. Um, but yeah, uh, other than other than work, you know, it's a lot of um a lot of you know, hanging out with the girlfriend, um, uh hanging out with the best friend, hanging out with my parents. Uh my parents are older, uh, and so um you know they're 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 dealing with old people stuff sure you know, mm-hmm. uh, some health stuff and everything um and so just spending time with them and i'm I'm really happy right now you guys mm. like like it, like this chapter in my life um i think i'm going back to school this fall i think i'm going to study psychology cool at SOU, nice. which is really exciting Amazing, yeah. um but yeah I'm, I'm 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 really happy and 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 for a long time i um i i i this is one of my biggest downfalls and and I think it's a lot of people's downfall is is way too much I look at what I don't have mm. instead of what I do have mm-hmm. and I've been trying to look at what I do have more and I'm just I'm the luckiest guy like I'm so happy mm. and um yeah and, and and so there's things I could do you know I I could work on to better myself you know care less about what other people think and all that stuff but um I'm really happy where I'm at I love that that's, That's super awesome. cool. Yes. Thanks yeah. for sharing, Andrew. For yeah, of course. You guys are so sweet. Tell us a little bit about what your relationship with movies has been like. Obviously, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it seems like, as you said, the quote unquote film industry has been a part of your life. So yeah, yeah. just how did you come to know and love movies and what does that look like in your life today? Yeah, well, I I, I don't want this to like turn into like, here's all the people I know kind of totally. thing. But um. But yeah, it, I, I feel like I grew up close to it, but also because, you know, I grew up in a suburb of L.A., so it was yeah. a lot of like, you know, older people who maybe worked in the industry stuff, um, you know, like my best friend, his, you know, his grandfather uh, won an Oscar for Earthquake, best sound design, hey uh, fun fact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, my relationship with film is it, it's just my imagination ever since I was a kid like just always like ran wild all the mm. time it's, it's all I was thinking about head in the clouds yeah and um movies really I, I as you guys know I mean especially these days you can really just oh gosh there's such a wide range of emotions that you can feel mm. in, in in a movie and I'm an emotional guy you guys yeah. <laughs> and so um just just like feeling something like it's it um it's it's hard for people, I think, to feel something, you know, especially mm-hmm. these days you get numb to, you know, being an adult, like, you know, and just everything life throws at you. And the way that movies just bring it out of me, at least, mm-hmm. um, like feelings I never even knew I had, you know, uh, like, yeah. why am I crying right now? Why yeah. is the, you know, and um, it, it's always been sort of that escape for me ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's been something I've just loved to 
to, to do with my time. Yeah. Hmm. Did you have a, like a go-to movie as a child that became kind of your, your go-to escape movie or that you just had on repeat in your childhood? Sure. Um, I know these are really cliche answers, but, um, the, the first movie I remember seeing in theaters was the 20th, uh, be 20. Yeah. The 20th anniversary of ET in 2002, right. That came out in 82, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember, uh, I, I'm sure I saw a movie before that, but I, I, I remember specifically, uh, one, having to leave during the commercials because they were too loud, scared the, scared the heck out of me. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, but I also remember thinking like, wow, old movies can be like entertaining because mm. like at the time, my favorite movie was like Dinosaur. You sure. know, which is just, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I, I rewatched that recently and it was just did not hold up from five <laughs> years old. I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, E.T. just, you know, captured my heart. So that's an easy one to go to. Um, I'm a big Star Wars guy. Empire Strikes Back. Uh, you know, Jaws is great. I, th- those are all so cliche. Yeah. No, um, but at least from childhood, that's, you know, that's sort of um, the limit of what my parents <laughs> let me watch. Yeah, so, yeah. that feels like a pretty uh, nice limit for a child some of those yeah 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 no yeah it was uh yeah my mom really had a struggle letting me watch uh lord of the rings i remember that was like the big one okay she had to like ask god for forgiveness oh my gosh yeah (laughs) so much mysticism so much wizardry so much i know so biblical though come on it is i know i know that's what i was trying to explain to her i'm like the bible every kid's yeah 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 Yeah. please mom they love god as a christian that's awesome so tell us a little bit about what movies look like in your life today is it still just kind of like a like a casual enjoyment type of thing or yeah what does that look like well um uh i definitely uh you know, and and it, and it's sad to admit this, but like, you know, the older I get, the, you know, the busier I get, the more things, you know, I see less movies, mm-hmm. um, like 2013 to 20, like 18, I, I feel like I saw everything, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and now it's like, you know, I mean, I haven't seen Top Gun yet, you know, people are giving oh. me a real hard time about that. Yeah. Um, you know, and ask me if, if my mustache is because of Top Gun, sure. and I'm like, what, <laughs> what is that? What does that what mean? Does that mean? <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I movies I think we're in a good place with uh with film. Um I mean I I uh I saw it late, but uh a couple weeks ago I saw everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, of mm. course. And it just I mean, oh my gosh, you guys. Yeah. I, I feel like I fell in love with movies again. Yeah. Honestly. Like yeah. like it's a special movie. It it is, and I mm-hmm. and I can't even like describe why. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know why. Yeah. Uh but uh yeah, that was so wonderful and 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 so beautiful. And and I uh and championed with you guys inviting me on here. I mm. feel like this is almost kicking my love back off. So mm. I, I really more than you guys know, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm so excited. So but cool. yeah, so that that's what I would say is my yeah. relationship right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Anything that you are excited about that's coming out this summer or that you're looking mm. forward to? Let's see this summer. Uh, nope, probably right on the 22nd yeah, of July. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, let's see. Uh, my girlfriend's really excited for don't worry, darling. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really liked book smart. Um, so yeah. I'm excited to see what Olivia Wilde does. Mm-hmm. Uh, trailer didn't sell me too much. Kind of feels like a mid two thousands thing to me, uh, which is fine. Nothing wrong with the thousands. Um, sure. but, uh, yeah, let's see. Um, in like in the future this comes out in 2023 i think but like babylon damien chanzel's mm. next film 
I think really that's technically supposed to be November of this year. Is that November of this year? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Inject that into my system right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited for that then. Um, four, you know, I, I mean, sure. I'm an easy guy to please, you know, yeah. Taiko yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm down. So good. Um, yeah, other than that, though, I don't really know. I mean, I'm, there's always surprises, right? Like Oscar sure. season mm-hmm. rolls around mm-hmm. and something pops up. Um, but yeah, for right now, I'd say those are my most anticipated. Yeah, I love nice. that. Um, okay, so I probably should have kept that more brief than it was but it's just a joy to no 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 honestly it's, tell me to i shut just want to i just want to know more about your your life and all of that you so, so one last question before yes. we move on to the hotter hot seat and that is what is your go-to movie snack whether at home or in the theater is it different oh that's what are you eating hmm, that is interesting is it different okay um it's definitely popcorn Sure. Um, and I, I, I do this thing that isn't funny at all, but I, you, you know, I, I make some joke about, you know, put enough butter on there to like kill me. Yeah. Right. And no one laughs. I, I, you know, I, I look around to see if anyone with me is like smiling and they're yeah. like, why would you, why then you would remember you you're like seeing the movie alone. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm by myself. Yeah. I'm like looking at people in line. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but the older I get, the more I feel that butter and the more I have to be really careful Whoa. telling them, give me enough to kill me because yeah. there's been a couple of times where it. I thought it was going to kill me. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Uh, you know, no one would be like, la- I mean, there'd be some irony there, but um, I do love me some popcorn. Um, got to go with like a large soda, you know, mm-hmm. what kind? I got a bladder made of steel. I, I really Ooh. don't have to. Yeah. Uh, well yeah. Done. And fun fact about me. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm proud of that. Yeah. Um, uh, probably like a like a root beer like a bark oh, root beer though not an aw that's I, you know, interesting get that vanilla out of here i don't want any of that yeah what do you think i am um uh a lot of people go with you know the diet coke thing i've never really understood that yeah. um do you guys like coke diet, I, diet I, coke? I like not diet coke not oh, diet okay coke. i usually is there go a difference with... i didn't even know is there do they taste between, different between coke and diet coke well i know one is like Oh, I think they taste your dieting. Wildly, wildly oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I have to try. Maybe I've been trying diet. All that sugar. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. And maybe yeah. my life is gonna change. What is it supposed to taste like? Oh, I, I don't guess, know. I, I guess. Idea. I guess what is root sassafras? Right? Isn't it? Right. Okay, right, anyways, right yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. This is divulging into. No, no, it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, at 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 home, it's um, gosh, it's probably like microwave dinners, you know. Mm. Oh, maybe yeah. some yeah, some mac and cheese right you know that you gotta you gotta slice that little like uh that little slit in the top yeah and then you gotta open it to stir it and then put the like plastic back back yeah. and yeah, i yeah. always burn myself i always burn myself when i'm because you're so that excited back. right well that too yeah but there. you know the hot water vapor is like yeah. on top mm-hmm. i don't know why i just the water vapor <laughs> it's intense but yeah it is intense and um you know but it's always worth it it tastes so good mm. um and uh yeah, I'm. I, when I watch movies at home, and this is sort of something interesting, I normally watch movies I've seen before. Mm. I, I rarely watch like a new film. Yeah. At home, That's which I want to change. I want to change mm-hmm. that because you right. know movies leave theaters and I haven't seen them. And sure. But um. But yeah, so it'd be a microwave dinner, which okay. I can't have at a theater. And yeah, okay. sorry, it's, you guys. Well, yeah. unless you sneak it in, lot. you can do anything these days. That is true. So. Throw yeah, throw the mac and cheese in my pocket. I could do that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's As good. it's burning hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Release the that steam va- in the, the theater. Water vapor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I love that. So we're gonna move on to a little bit of a quiz, oh gosh, and this okay. quiz 
is brought to us by our best friends at BuzzFeed because we're tight like that. We love um, BuzzFeed. The title of this quiz is if you get 19 out of 23 on this quiz, you're awesome at remembering which movies won Oscars. I just want to that's preface the title? this. That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's, the, whole, that's, the, that's title. the title. That's the whole title. Um, I want to preface this by so saying, bad. Andrew, we think you're awesome regardless of what your score is. Thank your you worth, your worth is you not guys. dependent upon the outcome of this. But we can't but, speak for BuzzFeed. Sure. Yeah, BuzzFeed right. will judge you. I might not be awesome in their eyes. Hard work. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the title of a film. You're simply going to tell me yes or no to the question, has it won an Oscar? Not necessarily best picture. Okay. Has this film won any Oscars? Did it okay. win any Oscars the year it was up? Okay. Um, once we have that answer and response, I'll open it up if Wyatt wants to give any commentary sure. or, or has and thoughts just, on that. And, and school me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> totally. <laughs> no, 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 school yeah, school okay. all of yeah, us. Yeah, sure. sure. Uh, I will say I took this quiz earlier today and it did not go so hot for me. So mm. um, you are I'm excited not for awesome you. At <laughs> you are not awesome. But well, you guys know your movies. So yelled at me. That so, makes, okay. Um, I'll, I'll uh, prevent that from happening to you. The first okay, thank you movie so is. Forrest Gump. Yes. Uh, yes. No? yes. And that is correct. Forrest Gump won six Oscars, including Best Picture. Amazing. Anything to add? Uh, anything to add? Um <laughs> uh no, I I uh oh, Forrest Gump. No, I I really I love Forrest Gump. Did, did it classic, win best? Right? Um did it win best uh visual effects? It did. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Best Very picture, strange. best actor, best director, best adapted Corvers. screenplay, best film editing, and yeah. best visual effects. We love a good old Zemecki Tom Hanks team up. Mm -hmm. We well love done. it. Well done, okay. Boris. The yes, next well movie done, is the Lego movie. Um oh my goodness. Okay. Wait, that was 2014, right? I'm trying to think it. Well, here, don't tell me right. Don't answer that. Oh um, yeah, no, no help. Sorry. <laughs> I, I I um okay I I'm forgetting the animated films that came out that year. I I remember uh, uh everything is awesome was nominated for a uh, for a uh, for uh, best song, but uh, I'm gonna say it. Uh, I'm gonna say it it didn't because I think Lord and Miller won their first Oscar for Spider Verse. I'm pretty sure. You are correct that it did not win any Oscars. It was nominated for Best Original Song and was famously snubbed for Best Animated Feature. It wasn't even nominated. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, that is right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank Figure six goodness. Won that year. Yeah. yeah, which was good. I like respect Lego movie more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, respect to Baymax. Okay. <laughs> Love that guy. He's cute. The next movie is Suicide Squad. Not the Suicide Squad, just no, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yes. I'm pretty sure it won Best Makeup. Okay, so we're going to go with, yes, you are correct. Oh, best Achievement in Makeup and Hairstyling. It was, it's one Oscar that it oh, won. Crazy. Well, you're doing, you're doing very well. Thank you guys. Anything before like 2000 and I'm screwed, but yeah, this is <laughs> well, good. This is good. The next film is Perfect. Psycho. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, Okay. I mean- a little right bit off before the bat, 2000. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, right off the bat, I'm like, okay, obviously it's 1-1, one, one, but I feel like BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed's sneaky. You know, they might sneak one in. Sure. But I mean, the, the odds are, it, it probably did. I'm yes. Gonna say yes. I'm going to say yes. Unfortunately, it won zero Oscars. Damn However, it was nominated for four, including Best Actress and Best Director. 
Okay. Wyatt, anything to say about Psycho? Alfred Hitchcock never won an Oscar. Oh my god! I should be yeah, never that's, once that's won right. an Oscar. Yeah. I thought, uh, oh, man, what was the guy who played Norman Bates? What was his name again? Uh, whoa. yeah, that guy. Yep. <laughs> I I thought uh, uh, it was like a uh, uh, Sherman Anthony something. No. That's oh not oh right. yeah, Anthony. Um. <laughs> here, I, I mean, I, I've got IMDb right here. Should I just <laughs> a little quick search? Yeah, Perkins. Uh, Perkins. Um, Perkins. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, we're good. We've we've got human IMDb. Figured here. it okay. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, that's a great description for him. Yeah. The next movie is The Silence of the Lambs. Well, yes, it 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 uh it it swept the big four, right? It won five Oscars, including yes, Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, and Best Adapted Screenplay. One of three films yep. to win the big five. Do you know the other two? Don't ask me. No. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Lawrence of Arabia, maybe. Uh, Gone with the Wind, maybe. Uh, but I but I think Signs of the Lambs is the last one. It's right? the most recent. The yeah. most recent one, yeah. Um, it was one flew over the cuckoo's nest and i think it happened one yeah. night i want to say okay. is the third yeah. Jeez, why dude i'm genuinely i'm impressed with way more than the hair dude with way more than the hair <laughs> you're so much hair. more that's, than that's, just that's really hair. impressive that's really impressive his hair is where he keeps all his movie knowledge though yeah i, I yeah. love that I love it's it. like samson of, of movie uh, knowledge. yeah, yeah. It, the, can I can I say something that's like or ask a question that's just like uh, like the tiniest bit off topic but it, sure. it, it won't be long absolutely I um have either of you heard um, Sumerian Shade by uh, Suffren Stevens? No. It's, it's, uh-huh. a, it's a love song told from the perspective of Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Really? Aww. Very weird, but but gorgeous. Mm. Definitely recommend it. Okay, there we go. That's all I, I love. love, that. love, love that. that song. All right. Your next one is Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Uh, yes, it won 11, I'm pretty sure. You are correct. It won 11 Oscars. Best picture, best director, best adapted screenplay, film editing, art direction, set direction or decoration, best costume design, best makeup, best sound mixing, best visual effects, best original song, and best original score. Love that. Epic. Tied. Sorry. No, please. (laughs) Tied for the most Oscars of all time with my best picture winner, Titanic. Titanic. Funny enough. Neither of those films won any acting Oscars, which is yeah. nuts. That's very interesting. That because is you, very interesting. you have films that win nothing but acting Oscars and they still potentially have three, four, you know, like films right. that totally just sweep. Yeah. Neither one won any ask, acting do you think, Oscars. How long do you think it'll be until a film wins more than that? Oh, be- gosh. Be- because I, I know it's not an easy task to have a film on the same quality as those two. But, right. you know, yeah, I mean, if you get a, a, a film like those and then you have like an unbelievable performance, I, I feel like you can bump it to. Yeah, right. You know, no, definitely. Even just like a, it's tough because there's such I don't even know if they're ensemble pieces because Titanic is significantly slimmer. Right. And, and they're like, like event than, films. Right. Yeah, that, that that's what worries me about it, because to, to get something that's so performance forward generally you're going to be lacking in, in more technical aspects generally absolutely so yeah. to sweep all technical aspects like that to win 11 oscars the scale of the film i just don't think movies are made like that anymore yeah. you know yeah. like, and i just don't think that's the way the oscars operate movies right. of that scale at least culturally 
are tentpole films. They're Avengers mm-hmm. Endgame. They're right. movies that are never going to be nominated for any Oscars. So mm-hmm. we've just shifted. We still have big scale movies. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that doesn't exist anymore, but the alignment between what is uh, big scale, like culturally, and what is uh, very impressive academy wise just Mm -hmm. is separated at least at this point in history maybe those Mm -hmm. will come back together in the future but there's no there's no way of knowing uh yeah i totally yeah uh these event films yeah they lack like an intimacy for yeah yeah, for a character to really shine i Mm -hmm. think return of the king was really the uh, kind of a turning point um and the last of of its era in terms of academy films and kind of introduced us to like where we're at now yeah I, I feel like Dark Knight should have been right. a film like that. Brought us I mean, back, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. <laughs> Your next film, Andrew, is The Color Purple. Um, I, I want to I say yes. That, unfortunately, is incorrect. Yes, uh, I'm not awesome. That's okay. I think this is only, like, the second one you've missed. So you might still be there. <laughs> thank thank um, you, guys. It did not win any Oscars. However, it was nominated for 11, including 11, Best yeah. Picture and Best Actress. Okay. Great great movie. Uh, I like that movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The next one is The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, yes. Uh, I, I, I forget who penned the screenplay, but I think it won for Adapted Screenplay, I think. It also, unfortunately, did not win any Oscars. It was nominated for five, two of which were Best Picture and Best Actor. Oh, man. Leo should have won that year. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Tragic. You got it next year, though, right? Next year? Yeah, I think so. Two years later. Yeah. Two years later? Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. The next film is (laughs) The Lion King. Uh, Yes. Uh, uh, Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I no, no, no. I want it. What did it win? I, I uh, want a little bit of a. Uh, so I think Elton John won for best song, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Can you feel and, the love tonight? Yep. And can I make the ultimate flex? I can't believe you guys brought up Lion King. Uh, a good friend of mine that I went to school with. Her name is Emma Williams. She goes by Ray now. Love her to death. Her dad Joseph Williams sang that song in the movie and he is the son of the legendary john williams wow pretty unbelievable pretty cool pretty cool shout out i love it i know (laughs) maybe john williams is watching right now you guys no doubt that he is yeah (laughs) uh did you have a guess at what the other oscar was that the lion king won um i don't i don't think they had animated film oscar uh best animated film yet right um did it did hans zimmer win for the score that is correct. Best original yeah. score was the other Oscar. <clears throat> he did not. It was Zimmer's first and only win until this past year uh, for Dune, which he Dune, wasn't even yeah. president at the awards for, which is great. That's so um, but yeah, it didn't win Best Animated Feature because that didn't exist until 2001 when Shrek won. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. God, Wyatt, I love this. It's so <laughs> fun, you guys. I'm like learning. I didn't expect to like come on here and learn. But this is great. Knowledge. Just so much knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge. Your next one is Star Wars. Uh, yes. Yes. That is correct. Star Wars won six Oscars, including Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Best Sound, Best Film Editing, Best Visual Effects, and Best Original Score. I love it. Next up is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, 
I'm gonna oh man, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no, but Elfman might have won for did no, nope, no. You, I'm say no. you are correct. It did not win any Oscars. It was nominated for Best Visual Effects. Oh, wait, nothing for the music? Nothing Very for the music. Very interesting. Hmm. Next up is Mad Max Fury Road. Uh yes, it won uh best costume design. That is correct. Among in other addition things, to other things. things. Yeah, it won a total of six. Six, six Oscars. Uh, yeah, Miller should have won best director, right? But he didn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's he did yeah. not. Yeah. Okay. Editing, costume design, makeup and hairstyling, sound mixing, editing, and production design. Love it. Love it so much, you guys. Singing in That's... the rain. Yeah. Um, I remember when that came out. Um, let's see. <laughs> uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes because it it oh, it should have I probably I I don't know yeah no it didn't I'm I'm it sure did. it should have but unfortunately mm-hmm. it did not win any it was nominated oh, for best actress and best original score sure sure I don't know if original song was a category back then or else hmm. it could oh have it would have the cake yeah for that. yeah yeah absolutely next up we have Arrival. Um, it might have won a technical one. I'm I'm, I'm going to say no, though. Okay. Unfortunately, it did win one Oscar. What, which is kind of cool. It won for cinematography, correct? Sound editing. <sighs> However, oh, it was oh, you nominated for seven awards, including Best Picture. Um, it was nominated for cinematography because that's the guy who did. Yeah, Solo, right? Yep, he's a big Disney guy mm-hmm. now. Oh, Bradford Young. Bradford he's the first African American uh, nominated for yes. cinematography. Wonderful. Love love his work. Man, that's a great movie. Yeah, love I love him. Arrival. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Django Unchained. Uh yes, best original screenplay among probably like two other things. It won two Oscars, best supporting actor best and supporting best actor. original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Love it. A little bit different. The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Um. Y- yes. Costume design. Unfortunately, it did not win any Oscars. However, it was nominated for Best Actress and Costume Design. Shawshank Wait. Redemption. Um, um. Man, I'm questioning everything I thought I knew about everything. Um. Y- yes, I think didn't Morgan Freeman win, or or, or did Darabont win Best Director? I I think it did. I think it won. Unfortunately, it did not. It was oh, man, nominated guys... for seven, including Best Picture. Man, Wyatt is judging me so hard. Right <laughs> no, no, I was just, I was going to say That's this right. earlier when we first talked about Force Gump, which was like the second question, the first question. Sure. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I say this all the time on our podcast 1994 was the best year for film of all time. Wonderful. We've already talked about three movies from that year Lion yes. King, Force Gump, and Shawshank. We haven't even brought up like Pulp Fiction and Pulp like Fiction. Jurassic Park and oh, it was Jurassic Park 93. 93, yeah. But there's so many, so many movies in 94 that so are just good. absolutely fantastic. Wonderful, wonderful. It's beautiful. Speaking of wonderful, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Uh an- another banger. Love uh, love that movie. Um yes. No. <laughs> it was nominated for five, including best picture what a beautiful movie uh, how many can i miss before you guys kick off yeah, exactly. that's that's what i want to know gosh man this is riveting riveting <laughs> <laughs> riveting stuff the next one is gravity uh yes 
That is correct. It actually won a total of seven Oscars, including cinematography, director, editing, original score, sound editing, mixing, and visual effects. Fantastic. I Gosh, love, I love the score one. for that movie. movie. Oh, oh it's great so score. intense. Yeah. Stephen Under, Price. Yeah. He's the guy who did the Halo theme. Hmm. Yeah, of course. Mostly um, video game work, but stepped into film to do that. And then I think yeah. that's all he's done since. Just really? Oh, oh Oscar and went back to video games. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, Karan is a great director to work for, I feel like, oh, for, for your sure. first and only. But, oh man, you guys, I'm not doing good. Okay. It's okay. We only have a couple left. The next okay. one is The Wizard of Oz. I mean, again, I you know, I want to say yes, but... <laughs> Um, well, I, I know it didn't win Best Picture. Uh, I'm pretty sure it didn't. Um, again, questioning everything I know now. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it did. Okay, that is correct. It won two Oscars: Best Original Score and Best Original Song for Over the Rainbow. Gorgeous it actually song. lost Best Picture in 1939 to Gone with the Wind, which is yeah. kind of crazy that. Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind, like two of the biggest films of the first 40 years of cinema, yeah. not only came out the same year, they were directed by the same guy, Ian wow. Fleming, who wow. I'm, I I counseled his grandson at a summer camp like multiple really? years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is amazing. Um, but it was, I, yeah, that was, that was super cool, but crazy that those came out in the same year. That is so, yeah, I, I had no idea he directed both. Wow. That's crazy. What Great a year. Movies. What a year. Uh, we have we have uh, three left. Sweet. Here, the first of which is Transformers. Oh my goodness! Um, um, trying to think. Two thousand eight. Um, um, I mean, it it, it probably should have won for best visual effects, but two thousand eight had Iron Man and a bunch of. I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to say no. Okay, you are correct. No Let's go. Oscars. <laughs> it was nominated for three. Oh, man. It was nominated it, for visual effects, but there was it actually, wasn't? actually two. It was. Oh, yeah. it was. Oh, my God. But for 2007. So it wasn't up against like Iron Man and okay. Dark Knight. And, yeah. Human IMDb over here. I love it. This is so fun. I'm literally <laughs> also, learning so much. I do. I want to make a, not that any of our listeners will care at all, but I just okay. misspoke. I said Ian Fleming. It's Ivan Fleming. Ian oh, Fleming is who okay. wrote the original sure. James Bond. James novels. Bond. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, my Thanks. apologies. Thanks for that correction. <laughs> I, I apologize. That. Yes. <laughs> okay. Your next, your second to last question is Borat. Oh man. I, it was nominated, I think for screenplay. Uh, I, I, I don't think it won. That is correct. It was nominated for best adapted screenplay, but did not win. Last was bit- Cohen oh. nominated? It was just nominated for screenplay. Just for best adapted screenplay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What was it? Oh, it was adapted from his like Allie shorts of Borat. Probably. Yeah. Right. That's what. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Andrew, oh, here we goodness. go. The one to seal it all. Mm-hmm. Your last movie is Reservoir Dogs. Did it win Best Supporting Actor? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. That say is no. correct. Uh, it wasn't even nominated. Okay, <laughs> so cool. Oh my god, nothing wow. there. Yep. Wow. That okay. is that. So, Andrew, you got 
15 out of 23 correct. I'm not you awesome. scored better than 76% of all other quiz takers. So well, well, that, well that done. is sweet. That is thank you guys. Thank you guys. I'm disappointed in myself, but I appreciate the opportunity. Don't thank be. It was it was impressive. It's a lot of questions. <laughs> you started so strong, and then you know, yeah. just sometimes it just happens that it's way. It's that act yeah. two dip. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for letting us get to know you a little bit and yeah, for uh, humoring us with that little Oscars game. Of course. Wyatt, do you have anything to add before we jump into reviews? No, commendable performance. Thanks, Great buddy. Great job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> truly, yeah, good. truly. I appreciate you, man. I, you did I, I'm not, better I'm not than on I your did, level. So. I'm not on your level. No, I, I, no, I, I no. want... This is me coming on your podcast. Obviously, I'm so excited. But you guys, this is also me like trying to be your guys's friend like, a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? And I feel like I just disappointed like no. my stepfather or something. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Andrew! Oh man, Andrew! I, 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 I yes, yeah, I go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I do this podcast with Wyatt, and he still lets me be here in spite of all of my <laughs> lack of knowledge and failure. So, no, what was your score, great. Heather? When you did it, what was your score? <laughs> I got 14, so I wasn't far Ooh, behind. Oh wow! Uh, I'm okay. proud. That's Thank good. You. That's good. Thank nice. you so much. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Um. All right. Well, let's jump into it then. I am gonna kick us off because I am the oldest and wisest here in uh in the room. So. I was born in the glorious year of 1990, <laughs> and uh, it was a good time back then. And the film that I'll be talking about is Dances with Wolves, uh, which, believe it or not, I did not see until a couple of weeks ago because I knew I had to talk about it here. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to have been able to revisit um, what is such an influential and classic film such as this. So uh, as I mentioned, it was released in 1990 and won Best Picture at the Oscars. Obviously, that's why we're talking about it uh, the following year in 1991. It is directed by and stars a young Kevin Costner as Lieutenant John Dunbar, who after helping to kind of accidentally lead his troops to victory in the Civil War, he specifically asks to be assigned to this remote outpost on the Western frontier. So he heads out there. He, as far as he knows, is as far as he knows, is all alone. Um, however, as he is living there and settling in, realizes that he in fact is not alone and begins to have some encounters with the Native Americans who are living nearby, um, as well as a wolf <laughs> that comes by uh, around his, um, his habitat uh, that he ends up naming two socks because of its cute little feet. So over time, he begins to build relationships both with the Native Americans as well as this wild wolf. Um, and as far as his relationship with the Sioux, with the Native Americans that are living nearby, um, they begin to build this really beautiful relationship as they are teaching each other their languages and um, as John Dunbar is sharing resources with them, like weaponry, but as they are also teaching him just about life and the way of life out on the frontier. So uh, all of this is incredibly frowned upon by his fellow sol soldiers who um, are doing what they're doing <laughs> as as they did. Um, and conflict begins to arise uh, just between 
the Native Americans that he has grown to really know and love uh, and these fellow soldiers. So this movie truly does feel like a classic. I'm sure many of you who are listening have probably seen this, unlike myself, or maybe you haven't. Um, And if you haven't, I would encourage you to go watch it. So uh, again, grateful that I've been able to see it now after all this time. Um, As far as some of the things that I enjoyed about this, it truly is such an impressive scope and span. This film, it felt true and honoring to both the location as well as the practices and the people um, who are involved in it, particularly the Sioux and just their way of life. Um, In particular, I was so impressed by the work that was done with the animals. I I felt sad (laughs) about a lot of some of the animal uh, interactions or things that we see in the film, but ultimately there's this one scene in particular where they're hunting buffalo and that scene alone was so insane and so impressive. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, it took them almost a month just to film that scene. They had 3,500 buffalo that they were using, 20 wranglers, 24 Native American stunt riders, and 150 extras who went into filming the scene. And it took them so long because once 3,500 buffalo started running, they would run for miles at a time before they would stop. So they would usually run like 10 miles. So having to wrangle (laughs) all of those Buffalo miles down the road, uh, just took a really long time. So they were really only able to shoot once a day, um, before they had to try to try to wrangle all of them up again. So even just something like that of like, what a massive undertaking to, to film something so impactful and beautiful, um, and to use live animals for it. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean that that was unbelievable. I honestly, the whole time yeah. I'm like, how the hell do you do this? Yeah, like honestly, yeah. yeah. Costner doing all of his own horse work too. Mm-hmm. Is that is that true? Did he imply yeah. his mm-hmm. fake beard himself as well? Because <laughs> that that stood out like a sore thumb. But man, oh. hey, dude, he's unbelievable in this film. Yeah, he's great. He really he was is. awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he did do his own writing and almost broke his back in a fall that he had. So mm. scary. But thankfully he didn't. So way to go, Kev. Way to go, Kev. (laughs) The next thing that I really did uh, love and appreciate about this film, um, which I feel like has been a big conversation around this movie, has just been how what its portrayal was of these Native Americans. And it felt... um, it felt maybe ahead of its time. I was, I was an infant, so I guess I don't really know if that is accurate to that time, but it does. It feels like it showed them as humans and as uh, not necessarily the aggressor and just really changed the narrative about who this people group was. And um, again, so much of that felt honoring in the script and in the way that they filmed and in the fact that a good portion of this film is actually spoken in Lakota and is subtitled in English. So, um, which I feel like even to this day, we're like, when there is a movie that is largely subtitled, that's not always well received by American audiences. So, um, just the commitment to that and to honoring, um, uh, just, 
the truth of who these people were, I think was really impressive. Um, again, I'm watching this for the first time 30 years after it came out. So it's not, you know, perfect in every way, but I feel like even to this day, the representation of the relationships between white Americans and native Americans, I just appreciated how that was done. So, um, so, so, uh, well received even by the Sioux people that they actually adopted Kevin Costner as an honorary member, um, of their tribe did a, an induction ceremony for him and everything after the movie, which he later, unfortunately tainted that relationship a little bit. He bought some land nearby and wanted to develop it. And that did not go so well. He ended up not doing that. Um, but again, just honoring that relationship and that people group, I think was special and yeah, I think could have looked a lot different in, in the nineties could look a lot different today so oh definitely and you know it's a landmark film in terms of its representation of native american people and how it portrays them as characters but even on a more like fundamental level the fact it's crazy that we say this about 1990 which is literally within your lifetime Mm -hmm. and certainly feels within reach of our lifetimes the fact that they were even played by actual native americans was rare totally the fact that linguists were hired to make sure that um, the language being spoken was yeah. accurate rather mm-hmm. than just a white interpretation of the noises mm-hmm. that Native Americans used, you know, would make Yeah, was rare, you know, yeah. so, so on like a more storytelling level, it, it was landmark, but even just on a basic, uh, basic representation level, it was truly ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, one of the last things that I'll mention is that this is a truly beautiful film. The cinematography is amazing, and they certainly took full advantage of their South Dakota landscape and ranges that they were filming on. Um, and it is simple, and it's a Western, and it has the sweeping landscapes and sunsets and um, just really simple and beautiful, but even more so made lovely and accentuated by its score um, done by John Barry, who was the composer of some of the early Bond films. Um, And Dances with Wolves actually went on to win both of the Oscars for cinematography and for score. So um, I think we can see that I have talked about this on the podcast before Western landscapes are not necessarily my personal go-to like, Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And so stunning. However, we can see in a movie, even like Nomadland from 2020, that that is a visual landscape to play Mm -hmm. with in a really, it can be a really impactful thing to play with. So it it, it felt like a character in the film, Mm -hmm. like, like, like the barren plains. Yeah. 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 Love that. Um, A couple of the things I didn't care for quite as much. There is a a romantic element and storyline between John Dunbar, Don, John Dunbar, um, and stands with a fist play played by Mary McDonnell um, that I didn't love. It felt a little 
Mm, I, I can see what it contributed to the overall story, but I almost wish that it hadn't been a part of it, or at least the romantic element. I'm fine with her and the role that she played in connecting him to the Sioux people and being able to translate. And it's, you know, her journey of kind of reconciling her own experience. Um, but I kind of wish that it had remained more of a platonic thing than entering into like a romantic relationship, which feels a little bit funny for someone like me to say, but it right. just felt a little, <laughs> a little unnecessary to me. Um, and then last but not least, this is a long movie. It is a three hour movie. It is not um, action and twists and turns at every point in the film. It is, it is a a slow journey through the the American plains and frontier. And uh, because of that, it felt a little bit long to me. I think it could have been trimmed down a little bit. Again, I understand that even its length contributes to the overall um, feel and presentation of, of where they were and what they're doing. But uh, for me, I would have preferred it to be a touch shorter. I know uh, in reading some about this, the original cut is like ridiculous, like five or six hours long, I think. Um, And studios wanted Kevin Costner to pare it down to like two hours, a little over two hours. And he said, no. So three was the best that they were going to get. I think there's also an extended version, um, but it's just, they had a ton of, a ton of footage, a ton to show. So Anything you guys want to add about Dances with Wolves before I enter into just a note about the Oscar season? Yeah. So let's give um, kind of direct responses to Heather's points if you have any. Yeah. Uh, and then we can kind of allow her to go into more detail about, like she said, the, the Oscar season. So do you have any you want to start with? I, I have some. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I agree with her on the, on the, on the love thing. I, um, it like, it's so strange because, uh, like she's really like you Heather you're so right because the the film does feel like ahead of its time it does feel like an event film it does uh like the scale feels so massive yeah. um and uh i mean I, i'm sh- i'm sure why it predict you know could have predicted everything in this film but it actually watching it again there were there were things that surprised me there mm. were the, you, you know i'm like oh he's for sure going to you know whatever he's going to die i know where they're going with this um but yeah you know you know the love interest thing it 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 did feel a little bit like you know kevin costner's like i'm hot you know i got to you know whatever <laughs> um but uh but yeah i i'll say when i rewatched it i was i was surprised how much i really enjoyed it and and mm. and it was really emotional like um you know the 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 death of the animals at, at the end like really the worst like mm-hmm. so bad yeah. yeah yeah and um yeah it, it it like the story itself i mean it it it's very cut and dry like like you know exactly what the first act is second act third act like it like it's it's very um yeah that each act is probably way too long and 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 the third you know maybe not long enough mm-hmm. um but uh yeah, I I, I I agree with most of all your points. I, I think that was wonderful. A lot of insight, too. I, I didn't know that we had to get, like, facts about our film. I don't know if oh, I have. You oh, don't worry don't about it. Don't worry about it. Just, okay, I good. love a good fun fact. So <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Can... You guys, I'm it's learning, like, so much. This is this is wonderful. You guys are the best. All right, Wyatt, go ahead. You know, it's <laughs> funny. It's funny because I feel like 
I feel like half of our podcast is Heather saying, you know, I wish the two characters would have. Uh, <laughs> I wish they would. I wish the love story. Heather, just let yeah. it be. Like, not not everyone has to fall in love. And yet here we are. Heather is saying, you know, I wish that the love story wasn't there. And I fell hard for it. Hmm. It grew on me as the film went on. And mind you, it does have three hours to kind of warm its way sure. into your heart. When she was first introduced as a character, I thought similarly, I thought great plot device adds a unique connection, adds a unique perspective to someone within the tribe. Um, but, you know, I don't need this to be a love story, but I was convinced somewhere in that second act hmm. their their passionate looks at one another, their, their uh, just so obvious desire for each other it got me i i really was sold on them um by the end of the film so which i am usually the opposite i'm usually one where the romantic elements of a film are something that kind of comes secondary uh unless they kind of inform larger themes that i'm more invested in uh simply the will they or won't they be together is mm -hmm. something that i don't often care about but this i really did uh, I really did want them together. And I, I love the romantic aspect. Uh, I, 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 so I watched this film back in uh, 2012, 2013, 2014, somewhere around there, early high school, uh, hadn't revisited since um, and was so, so glad that I did. I, mm. I loved it so much. I think that my uh, like hindsight views off my initial viewing of the film back then um, were informed a lot on something that we'll talk about pretty soon uh, that kind of gave me a, um, a uh, bad memory, I guess, of the film in terms of its place uh, deserving mm -hmm. uh, its Oscar. And maybe I'm, I'm breaching into the next subject here, but rewatching it, I truly, it kind of cemented itself as a classic for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I really loved it. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Heather, okay. if you want to. Sure. Yeah. So I'll talk a little bit about, um, uh, dances with wolves place in this Oscar season that it was a part of. And I will say what I'm going to communicate is just from what I have read and have looked into. So why obviously feel free. And Andrew, if you're yeah. familiar with, um, kind of the controversy of it, uh, would love to hear your input there, but some other movies that were, uh, kind of in the running and recognized at this Oscars, not necessarily in the running for best picture, but just that were being recognized, um, Goodfellas, Pretty Woman, Reversal of Fortune, Ghost, the hunt for red October and obviously many, many more. Um, so prior to dances with wolves coming out, critics were actually predicting that it was going to be uh, a pretty big flop. Um, there had been a handful of Westerns that had just really missed the mark. This was actually the first Western to win, um, best picture since 1931, I think was the wow. last time, um, that a Western had won. So people thought that this was just going to kind of fall by the wayside, fall into that category. People also thought that Kevin Costner was crazy for how much of his personal money he had poured into this project. Um, however, by the time the Oscars rolled around, it actually was a huge success and they had uh, changed their tune and Dances with Wolves had become a front runner. So uh, its biggest competition on Oscar night for Best Picture was Goodfellas, directed by Martin Scorsese. And it that film in particular has been hailed by many as potentially one of the best films of the 90s. Um, and then in addition to <laughs> Goodfellas, uh, 
which is a morally ambiguous uh, crime film. The Godfather 3 was also Mm -hmm. nominated um, for Best Picture. So some of the things, I feel like there are a lot of things on the internet that people have said about this season. Um, Some of what I read was talking about how Goodfellas and The Godfather felt too similar in what they, in the style of film and just what they were trying to accomplish and therefore kind of canceled each other out in the running for that. And Dances with Wolves was different. Um, It had honestly had kind of an opportunity to kind of right some wrongs just in how it was using actual Native Americans as actors and um, was presenting them in a positive light and just even visually looked so different um, and kind of honing in on that that Western sprawling feel of visually what a film looks like. So um, Dances with Wolves had that heartfelt story, an important message, uh, and even kind of socially, I think, potentially made the Academy look good, which I think can be a part of the decision at times. So, um, but that was an upset and why I'll let you add more because that's, that's what I feel Mm -hmm. I have. Yeah, I think that Dances with Wolves beating out Goodfellas for Best Picture and Costner beating out uh, Scorsese for Best Director is generally considered one of the biggest snubs of all time in Oscar Mm -hmm. history. And I'm not necessarily here to negate that that might be true. Goodfellas certainly is, yes, one of the best movies of the 90s, regarded as one of the best movies of all time, depending Mm -hmm. on who you ask, um, who you ask being a lot of people. (laughs) Uh, I think that like this is a point in history where people started to turn on the Academy a bit Hmm. and they saw the Academy as a bunch of old uh, kind of uh, washed up to focus on um, stories of the past uh, voters that refused to to, to recognize, truly recognize something um, younger and fresher and engaging like Goodfellas. And so I think that's kind of the rhetoric that is surrounding this award season, surrounding the snub of Goodfellas, uh, is that it was too bold, it was too new, it was too fresh, it was too engaged, not engaging, energetic uh, for the Oscars taste. And they kind of went with the easy pick of the slow moving, broad appeal, like feel good, classic Western. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think, I think that there are truths to that. We see time and time again, the Academy settle with kind of the uh, the old school classic safe picks. Yeah. However, I don't think that the marks against Dances with Wolves in this argument are completely valid. The, the arguments for Goodfellas, I won't even attempt to argue against because for my money, Goodfellas isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. But I think the arguments against Dances with Wolves have been over-exaggerated in order to uh, come up with some justification on why yeah. Goodfellas didn't. It's just one of those unfortunate tragedies of, uh, I, I, I think that people, it, it's like Scorsese at the time had three hits under his belt, um, you know, critical, critical darling, but not like not not quite one of the best of the best this this would be like if Chazelle let's say mm-hmm. you know he's got like Whiplash La La Land First Man three great films but Chazelle could make nothing but trash for the rest of rest of his career and he'd be remembered as remembered as a guy who made like really good three really good movies in the 2010s yeah. and then yeah. stopped 
Right. He wouldn't go down as a like a pillar of filmmaking like mm-hmm. Scorsese, Scorsese has. Let's say he puts out something that is, let's say Babylon turns out to be just like literally undeniably one of the best movies of all time. And then on the other hand, let's say some 35 year old, really up until then, just a pretty boy actor, like, like a Chris Hemsworth or something Mm -hmm. said, Oh, by the way, like I'm going to pour a bunch of my personal money into like, and direct a three hour, uh, let's say cold war epic. Yeah. Or, or I don't know. Something I'd pay to I, see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. But it, it would just kind of be like, Chris, what are you, what are you yeah, doing? Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, what do you, what is this? And there'd be a lot of speculation, both uh, positive and negative. Uh, it's not that people didn't like Costner as a figure in the film industry, but it was kind of like, know your place, you know? Um, and then to come and, and knock out like, Scorsese, mm-hmm. it just rubs people the wrong way looking back at that. And so, again, not trying to argue that Goodfellas didn't deserve it, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that Dances with Wolves deserves it more than people give it credit for. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, uh, no. Those are both. I mean, I mean, you guys both make like amazing points. I, I, I think the best picture. I mean, and why you said this uh, to start the show, but. Um, it's they they really try and you know it's a group of you know whatever you know five thousand people you know but they 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 really try to like capture the moment of history mm-hmm. socially. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean you know Green Book won Best Picture mm-hmm. a couple of years ago you know and and you know there uh, socially there were like race relations that were you know tense back then and and always and it's mm-hmm. always going to be that way but I think. Yeah, I think Heather, what you said is, is I, I I think Godfather Part Three probably had something to do with it of like, oh, we got two mobster films, mm-hmm. and then we've got this film that 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 really is breaking new ground, actually, uh, especially with Native Americans, mm-hmm. uh, and and yeah, I I I think uh, yeah, I think that probably had they they wanted to be on the right side of history i think yeah with that one and and yeah. and why I totally I totally feel what you're saying is you know Goodfellas probably deserved it but it's not that dances with wolves didn't deserve it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 it's tough because i, I think that uh, looking back culturally outside of film w- was recognizing the importance of dances wolves the right decision it, it very well could have been sure looking at the history of film in yes. terms of impact goodfellas is hard to beat absolutely hmm. no so, I, I agree with you um you know such as the uh that that's like the debate with the academy. Is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like constant you know, debate. Exactly. Um, How often does the actual best movie? Of the, I mean, I mean, do you guys think everything, everywhere, all at once is gonna, you know, win this year? I I don't even know if it'll be nominated. Like you, you <laughs> right. never know, you know. In an ideal world, yeah. In an ideal yeah. world, yeah, exactly. And it just like brings up the larger conversation constantly surrounding the academy is, do, we, not do we need. We don't need uh, a group of people to tell us like what the best picture was for that year. We decide that Mm -hmm. Uh, this is simply something that we hope aligns uh, so that we can kind of look back at the biggest award and say, oh, that's also what we thought us us people, us general audience. Um, And it often just doesn't align. But, uh, you know, do we need someone to come and affirm that this was the best movie of the year? No. 
but is it nice? Yeah. <laughs> you know, is it nice if it lines up with what you thought? Yeah, of yeah. course it is. That yeah. affirmation feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a crazy, a crazy Oscar season, ultimately two fantastic films and uh, Dances Wolves came out on top. If you guys uh, haven't seen it, it's, it's one of those movies where you hear it so much. It's like, how many, you know, how many of us, it's like their dad's favorite film. Oh, I was um, just going to say, it's like my mom's favorite movie. Yeah, it, <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it just kind of has that, two of these movies uh, of ours both, I think, have that, uh, that air of like, I know I should watch that, but I just have no interest in watching it. And it's mm-hmm. long, and mm-hmm. it's older, you know, I, I won't speak to, the rest of the movies on the list on, on this episode quite yet, but in terms of Dances with Wolves, I think that is very much worth seeking out. If you guys yeah, are listening yeah. to this and you have any inclination to watch it, uh, it is long, it is slow moving, but I don't think it ever drags. I think it is sure. fascinating and engaging throughout yeah. Um, yeah. and a really great film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is available to stream on HBO. So if you have access to that, no excuses. Hmm. All right, Andrew. Oh my goodness. What was happening in 1996? Well, so in 1996, uh, well, besides me being born, which was <laughs> uh, the highlight of the year for oh. most people. Uh, it was truly like the nightcap of the year, right? You it, were, it was. Yeah. yeah. No, my uh, I was born on the 31st of December at wow. like 9 p.m. Wow. Yeah. My, mo- my mom's right nurse. In. Yeah. My mom's nurse was like in high heels, like, you know, oh. full makeup and everything. <laughs> uh but but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like three hours away from being 97, so I'm thankful for for this concept that I wasn't born in 97. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, too. Because I got to watch The English Patient. Yay! Everyone's Woo-hoo! favorite film. Um, objectively, that is a fact. <laughs> yeah, uh, objectively. Um, so Heather, you were so sweet about Dances with Wolves, and um, I I, I feel like you guys would prefer me to d- just like generally sum up what what Andrew, i Andrew, you do right? what literally you do whatever you, you want to do, you do are, are you yeah, sure absolutely yes. okay absolutely. because that whole time i was a little nervous because i'm like i don't know if i fully know what happened in this movie no yeah um, just go for it but okay um so ray fines plays a handsome guy and uh you know he goes down in an airplane and uh we cut to you know uh x years later well probably not years later you know, soon after, uh, and he meets uh, uh, Juliette uh, Benoche's character, uh, who is a nurse, and yeah, and the whole movie, uh, you know, persists of her um, taking care of him and his life being shown through flashback. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm so nervous that you guys, you guys like love this movie because I didn't like it very much. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that you guys, uh, I had never seen it. Um, Elaine Benes really like deterred me that Seinfeld episode where mm-hmm. she, you know, lost her boyfriend and all her friends because they loved this movie. And she, she was like the only person it. in the world that didn't exactly. Like the and they're like, yeah. they're like, why do you hate this movie? And she has that line where she says, uh, it sucked. <laughs> and I just remember my whole childhood. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'll never watch that movie. Um, but I'm thankful that you guys, you know, made me go out and see it. Um, and yeah, it was really uh, really boring. Uh, 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 the pace was just, uh, like so much happened, but nothing happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like for the first two acts, it, 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 it just crept along. And, um, I, I, again, I don't know about you guys, but, um, the, the characters like were really hard for me to like get behind. They, they mm. were all 
they weren't very likable. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they all made yeah. like strange decisions. Like mm-hmm. like like, do you guys feel the same way? I I feel. Yeah, I think if, that if you guys don't, that's totally. Fine. No, I think that <laughs> I'm a hater. I don't know. Generally, lack uh, a, a good amount of redeeming qualities. Mm-hmm. Sure, which yeah. which is fine. I mean, which is fine. But but even you know, I mean, it's not like they were villainous or anything. Mm-hmm. And 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 even you know, um, and and there's many uh, uh, movies where I'm almost like rooting for the villain. Yeah, they 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 just weren't. Uh, God, like every one of them w- like just gave me a reason to just be like, ah, I don't really like you. Um, I, I will say, you know, cinematography, amazing score was fantastic. Mm. Um, uh, well, I guess, I guess we'll talk about the Oscar thing in a second, but, um, you know, performances really, uh, really well done. Uh, Binoche, obviously she won uh, best supporting actress for it. Well-deserved. Um, uh, sorry, I have cat hair all over my stuff, <laughs> everything. Um, you know, Ray, Ray, Ray Fiennes was great. He's great and everything. Um, it, it it was hard for me. Uh, uh, why you'll know this? Um, it, it was hard for me to detach his character from his character in Schindler's List mm. that yeah. that that came out very recently uh, or before that, right. and um, uh, similar to you know with the World War II and everything. Um, but you know, I, I Ray Fiennes is a likable guy. Like I want to like him. I want to like his character, but. Yeah, everyone was just so mischievous, and um, you know, I, I I get the broader themes of, you know, the 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 film really tried to capture, you know, the horrors of war, and 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 war can turn you know good people sour, and like all that stuff, and 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 I love that it 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 spoke on war without like hardly any gunshots, mm-hmm. you know, there like there was hardly any like battle scenes or anything yeah. like that, um, I I I really like I respected the film for that, um. But in my opinion, it, it it was two separate stories that were, you know, slightly interwoven and neither one like really captured me like like mm-hmm. at all. Like it it wasn't even like one. I preferred one where I'm like, oh, let's get back to, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it was just it was really, uh, I mean, boring. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, guys. But yeah, it was. Heather, thoughts on the movie? Yeah, um, I. I had never seen it before. So this was my Same. first time seeing yes. it. Um, it is equally as long as dances with wolves. It is another three hour, close to three hour. I Wait, think two hours and 41 minutes. Okay. So a bit shorter. Still significant. Um, 42. But, I apologize. Oh gosh. Uh, way off. Okay. Bro. How could yeah. you? <laughs> you should be so embarrassed. One minute. Um, but I did find myself uh, losing attention at times and and that was unfortunate because there were some moments where I was like wow I really love this and I'm really loving the story that's being told uh and maybe it's the flashback aspect of things or maybe it's because there are a lot of different storylines that are going at the same time um but I think I had a hard time like getting invested in in their their stories and their journey of what was happening. I think I, but I don't know. It's also hard because there were aspects that I really enjoyed and Mm -hmm. the moments of, um, the moments of when it's just the two of them, I'm forgetting their characters' names, but, um, Alamassi and Hannah, right? Yes. Uh, The English patient and the nurse. uh, Yes. Uh, Catherine was the other one, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when, when it's just the two of them and they're, 
in the house, in the room, it's like this beautiful, intimate relationship that has been formed and they're both um, like lacking and searching and they find comfort and solace in each other. And that's really yes. beautiful. But then the flashbacks to, um, to Ralph Fiennes and his, you know, journey and his own love story and situation that's going on, that was compelling and interesting. Um, but I, I don't know when it all came together, I think it was just a little messy for me. So it wasn't, um, I, yeah, I probably wouldn't revisit it in the way that I think I would even potentially revisit dances with wolves. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel mixed about it. (laughs) I guess I haven't like thought through it enough yet, but, um, yeah, there were parts and times where I felt like I was loving it. And then parts where I was bored and ready for it to be over. How long in the movie was that scene where, um, uh, that chic fellow was, uh, disarming the bomb. Mm. Do, do, do you remember that? Because that was, that was the first time I felt tension in the whole movie. Yeah. That was yeah. the first yeah. time that I, that I like, really in. locked in. It is. Yeah. And it, it, it was like that. And then, uh, uh, the plane crash scene at the end was, mm-hmm. was beautifully shot by the way, but it's like the outside of those two mm-hmm. scenes. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't even need, a film to be tense all the time Mm -hmm. like 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 i get what they're going for but that was the first time i really like cared what was going on Mm -hmm. like like honestly and it was like two hours into the movie yeah yeah it was significant all right why i can't wait to hear this buddy (laughs) i think that i i had better so this was my first time watching it as well i hadn't seen it yet um i i really did enjoy it however um i agree with heather there's a there's a um rate of return that's just not there with this film uh that is there with the other two films on this uh featured on this episode um i think that it's a deeply gracious and gentle film um and the fact alone that something can contain uh such a sweep of scale uh you know in the flashback scenes in the scenes in Mm -hmm. the sahara has this lawrence of arabia vibe to it has this massive scale to it even while spare um, intense and beautifully done set pieces like mm-hmm. the bomb dismantling, like the plane crash, the fact that it can um, uphold uh, uphold that scale while really feeling, walking out of the film, walking out of the film uh, in my living room. <laughs> rolling um, out of the film. Yeah, rolling out of, rolling off my couch. Um, feeling like I really just witnessed like, a story being told between two people in a dimly lit room. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like such an intimacy, not even a romantic intimacy. It does, but that's not even what I'm saying. Just an intimacy of story mm-hmm. um, set to the backdrop of the scale that we just don't get anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I think this is the perfect example of that? No, I think that we just talked about a better example of that yeah. in Dances of Wolves. But <clears throat> watching these three movies, I'll, I'll t- I said this to Heather uh, right before we started recording, one thing that I took away, I was just like, man, they just don't make movies like this anymore. It's so yeah. rare for as maybe boring as this film can be. Mm-hmm. I would so much rather something like this pop up once a year than like 90% of what we get now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I totally agree. Yeah. I think, I think that the, the film attempts to talk about kind of like the true evil of man um, and what we can accomplish or more so what we can like tear apart not through bold actions like 
actual warfare, like you said, gunfight, mm-hmm. uh, violence, not through villainous actions where someone is is devious and and um, trying to like ruin the lives of others, but right. simply through uh, selfishness, through like very personal decisions yeah. that can just bring out the worst. Uh, through secrets we keep, uh, through the ways we try to mask like the identity of who we are and and who, who we want to appear to be to those around us. I think that that can bring out the worst in us, uh, you know, just as like the backdrop of war on the film uh, is something that is so devastating, but all of it is told in such like a gentle way that it doesn't give you uh, hatred necessarily for the actions or maybe for the actions, but hatred for the characters. Uh, it just kind of presents you with those actions and lets you deal with those just as they have to deal with the consequences. And I think that if you're invested in the characters, that can be a deeply rewarding experience to just mm-hmm. kind of live out the consequences of decisions uh, with characters that you care about. Um, maybe not rewarding, a deeply engaging experience. If you don't care about the characters, yeah, it's boring. It just simply yeah. is boring. No, yeah. Um, so I think it just it's just a matter of... Uh, does this film catch you right from the get-go for me there were certain characters that it i'm a huge ray fans ray fines fan that was hard to say yeah that's not um man he was just like he was just on fire from he's, like he's amazing 95 2005 just oh i love the man he's um julia binoche binoche is that dude yeah is that I, I think so binoche yep being the one person to come away with the Oscar, I actually didn't feel like her character was like given a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um, even the romantic element um, with Naveen Andrews, who mm. was 10 years short of his casting and lost at this point. I forgot. <laughs> I didn't even realize Crazy. that he was in this movie. Yeah. Um, I, it, it just didn't, I didn't buy it. It didn't really like go mm-hmm. anywhere for me mm-hmm. personally. Um, the affair told throughout flashbacks is a bit more engaging to me, but it yeah. does then start to feel like just kind of two separate movies, uh, loosely connected, like you said, mm-hmm. trying to be woven together. You know, I have mixed feelings about the film. Um, yeah. I do. I, I, I was more wrapped up in it than I thought it would be. I thought that it was um, very well balanced in, in terms of uh, scale and intimacy but I can easily see why uh, it would be very easy to detach from it um, just and just kind of get stuck not caring about the story and, and being frankly bored. Mm-hmm. Andrew, did you have um, thoughts and feelings about the Oscar season that it was a part of? Oh, oh, oh boy. Yeah. Do I, um, do you ever? So uh, yeah, this, uh, this film beat out Fargo for uh, best picture um which i love that movie with all my heart that that's got to be in my like top 15 um and yeah i know i i agree with wyatt the the binoche uh, binoche's character it it felt like she had way more to do in the first act i thought they were like really setting her up to be mm-hmm. like maybe the main character like the story hmm, is gonna be told mm-hmm. through her eyes yeah uh and then it and then it like switched to ray fines and she sort of got sidelined a bit um, I know that uh, Kristen Scott Thomas, I think is the actress's name that plays uh, Catherine. She was nominated for an Oscar too. She she did mm-hmm. great. Uh, William Defoe was great. Um, Colin Firth was great. But yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, one best director over uh, Joel Cohen for Fargo. I just, yeah, 
I don't I don't know. I I I don't think um even over was that Jerry Maguire's year? Yeah, Jerry Maguire. Yep, 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 yeah. yep. Uh it went over that. Um Jeffrey Rush won Best Actor for Shine, mm. which is an amazing mm. performance. Uh but I feel like I feel like Ray, like if they gave it to Ray Fiennes, I'd I'd completely buy it because he he was brilliant in this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, how do you guys feel about uh the Fargo thing and the Jerry Maguire? Because because like you guys said, I can go back and I can watch Jerry Maguire anytime. I can watch Fargo yeah. anytime. Yeah. I'm never gonna I'm never probably gonna watch this again. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's yeah, Fargo is certainly a classic um much deserving of Mm -hmm. that award i think that would be a big step for the academy uh where they were in the 90s um coming off of like a lot of large scale wins schindler's list the year before forrest gump the year before that Mm -hmm. uh even dances with wolves like yeah people expected big movies to win the oscar the 90s were an era of success in the terms of success excess in terms of uh just the size of like the Oscar mm. winners and Fargo was stripped down, you know, it's, it's yeah. tiny little film um, comparatively. So I think that would have been kind of a, a misstep in the eyes of a lot of people at the time, not saying I disagree or I agree with that. I love Fargo, uh, but I can see why this was in keeping with the, the same set the same scale, the other films they were nominating. Mm. Same with Jerry Maguire, you know, like it was a romance film and I, adore like pre-2004 Cameron Crowe films yeah um you know say anything and almost famous are two of my famous uh, two of my famous man (laughs) I can't talk two of my favorite (laughs) movies um I love Jerry Maguire but I I think that this is just one where um the era was just bigger at the time and this movie Mm -hmm. certainly is big like you have to give it credit for that Mm -hmm. uh so that's kind of probably why it it bumped out and shine another like fairly intimate story and i think secrets and lies was probably the other film nominated yes it was Um, so yeah definitely in my opinion better films nominated this year um but so it goes but why you don't like uh cameron crowe's aloha what are you what are you talking about dog (laughs) sorry yeah 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 Uh, 2004 plus aloha plus aloha (laughs) yep all right Heather, thoughts on the film? Well, I guess you uh, gave thought, on thoughts the, on, yeah, sorry, on the Oscar uh, situation. Yeah. Um, personally, the only other nominated film I saw what or have seen is Fargo, um, mm. which which for me again has more of a rewatchability than this one does. But I can't speak to the rest of them. I think the point that mm-hmm. you made, Wyatt, just about the scale of it is mm-hmm. is interesting and. And makes sense that sometimes I feel like movies just based off of where they're plopped in kind of the season uh, that the Academy is in can determine their fate. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Well, any any last thoughts on uh, the English patient? Uh, no, no, I think I'm good. on. (laughs) I think I'm good on the English patient. Well, speaking of. you know, big scale movies winning hey. best picture in the nineties, just one year later, uh, just six months later, uh, in, in summer of 1997, when I came along, oh. um, actually just a couple weeks after this movie came out, my mother saw it. She was either, it was like, she was two weeks 
before giving birth to me or I was like two weeks old in this movie. Wow. Um, and they in had, this movie, you they were didn't, two weeks oh old my God. in this movie. <laughs> I, some, yeah. yeah. I was in it. Yeah. You, you yeah. might've seen me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's the baby. No, at the I, end. <laughs> I remember hearing a story. I don't, I'm going to mess up the details that they were, she was either late into pregnancy or had just had me and they went because totally checked out of movies at the time they thought that it was a documentary and they needed something like but not but something just like flat to watch like to to just go sit in like an air-conditioned quiet room in the heat of the summer of 1997 and watch something boring i'd be asleep the whole time my mom would probably fall asleep it was like an escape for them and my mom emotional as uh people are around Mm -hmm. the time of giving birth had to watch this you know melodramatic uh teenage love triangle set aboard uh the titanic and it just wasn't what they were expecting i think she hated it at the time has since revisited and appreciated it under different circumstances but i basically just gave the whole plot of the film (laughs) titanic one and and uh, titanic came out in 1997 one in 1998 uh i said this to heather right before we started recording i said you know this is a movie that kind of speaks for itself and while i won't uh completely adhere to that uh, way of thinking because this is a podcast and I do need to talk about it. It truly is accurate. It is a movie yeah, yeah. that speaks for itself. I just gave you the plot. It's yeah. a massive, uh, massive disaster film um, sure. with, you know, told through the lens of this teenage love story. Uh, Jack, played by uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, who uh, our guest has featured on his shirt right yeah. now. Um, young Leo, my boy. So is, handsome. You know, plays this uh, young man, this poor young man who is aboard uh, the uh, what? What did they call it? SM? No, SMR Titanic. Mm, I'm I'm saying that wrong because now they're doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> aboard like that. the, it's the, on the Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and Rose plays a a young aristocrat who uh, boards the ship. They end up falling in love, and we all know what happens to the mm. ship uh, after that. This film has this conversation around it. People love to hate on it with all of Cameron's films, mm-hmm. um, some deserving of it, some not. Uh, they are huge, huge films. They make a ton of money. They're massive talking points. They are the talk of the town for a time being. And when anything gets that big, people are bound to say not long after, oh, it wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, sure. it, was a, it was like a, a fad. People were just caught up in the hype of it all. The, the f- And I don't think that Titanic is a perfect movie. I don't think it's personally not, like uh, the genre and stuff is never going to be my favorite type of film, but the fact that it's even a question, uh, you know, is that movie actually that good? A movie that for a long time was the highest grossing film ever made, you know, one best picture, one more Oscars than any film of all time, like is literally forget movies exist. And like Titanic has far reaching impact uh, in, you know, just global culture. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's even a question in people's minds, like, oh, was that that was that actually that good is ridiculous to me. Yeah. It's a fantastic yeah. film. It's guys. amazing. If you haven't watched it since you were a kid, which like was the case for me, um, go rewatch it. If you if you kind of view it in, through a cynical lens, go rewatch it again. I don't think it's perfect. It's not 100 percent my type of movie. It is very melodramatic. 
It knows it is. It's trying to be. It does it well. Not always my favorite, but it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, so yeah, in, in terms of just my general thoughts about the movie, it's it's hard to even uh, make marks against it when it does everything it sets out to do so freaking well. Um, it is beautifully shot wonderfully put together it's it's three hours and 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 14 minutes long i think um significant yes three hours and 14 minutes long which is actually longer than it took the titanic to sink from the time it hit the iceberg to the time it was submerged underwater it's a (laughs) massive film in in length uh but every scene feels necessary to me Mm -hmm. i don't i don't watch scenes and think even in something like Dances with Wolves, which I enjoyed the length of that film, there are certainly scenes that feel maybe a bit overly meditative. Like they could yeah. probably cut to the chase yeah, on sure. what we're trying to say here. This, everything feels essential. Mm-hmm. Um, and you like feel the experience, the power of something of this size and that magnitude um, as you as you watch, as you take in this movie. Um, the score is fantastic the original song is a banger heather and i've Ooh, talked for years about seeing Celine yeah, in vegas and got haven't gotten you guys should yeah we I really know. should oh man that'd be amazing um but performances are wonderful obviously kick-started fantastic. to a degree the careers of uh two of the finest actors of their generations and mm-hmm. and kate and leo um Cameron is unmatched in in terms of just these massive, massive scale movies that um, everyone talks about. So I I do think that it's a wonderful film. And for my money, it is kind of the best picture winner to to end all best picture winners. Hmm. Um, Personally, to me, a best picture winner is the perfect uh, middle point, the perfect like Venn diagram uh, middle point of uh, critics loving it, you know, audiences loving it. Uh, what does it do for storytelling? What does it do for uh, techno- technologically advancing film? Um, you know, how much of like a cultural milestone is it? Uh, and I think that you basically can't get a bigger movie in all of those regards than this movie. Am I saying it's perfect? Am I saying it's, I don't even think it's the best. I personally prefer Dances Wolves to this movie, but I just think that it is like kind of like the pinnacle. Something like this, something like return of the king uh gone with the wind like these the godfather like those are like the best picture winners i think mm-hmm. that it just hits all those markers to make something that i love la confidential another movie that came out in 1997 <laughs> one of my great. favorite movies of all time you can't deny that titanic is you know the best picture winner of that year like it just is if honestly we've we've talked about three fantastic movies from the 90s we've talked about other movies from the 90s that are great titanic might be the best best picture winner from the 90s in terms of you know kind of what it means um to to movie history to history in general Mm -hmm. and the height that it rose to um i think that it's unmatched in that Mm -hmm. regard Mm -hmm. what do you guys think about the film I think that uh, beyond Dances with Wolves or English Patient, for most people and for us, this is something that you know I was familiar with a long time before yeah. I was Dances with Wolves or certainly the English Patient. So, mm-hmm. how does that change kind of your approach to this conversation and like looking at this movie in this under this lens? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Heather, do you want to go or you want me to go? Oh, go ahead, Andrew. Okay. Um, well, I think, um, yeah, it, I, I feel like everyone saw this movie like at, at one point in their life. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but revisiting it, like this movie is so good. And, and you're, and you're, you're right. People, you know, people hate on the popular thing and uh, James Cameron, I mean, good old Jim Cameron, he, he makes popular movies and um, yeah, man. I mean, the technical aspect and just weaving it all together. And I mean, I had no idea how Costner, you know, did the, did the Buffalo scene, but mm-hmm. this entire, like three hours and 14 minutes, how the heck did this happen? Um, and honestly, and and you guys might know this, but like, I, I mean, you said it was what, like six months between the English patient and this kind of right. Something like that. You know, I don't know. Uh, I was referencing the time between our oh, sure. birthdays, but okay. I would assume English patient was around Oscar season. So, well, they, uh, they were being made at the same months. time. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. It's uh, Titanic is so ahead of its time. Like if Titanic came out in the 2010s, I oh, like yeah, from yeah. a technical aspect, I'd believe it. 100%. And, you know, Cameron, Cameron's always doing that. I mean, Avatar like was like a Marvel movie before, like big yeah. scale, you know, and it's it's crazy how he always does that, and he always you know uh, push you know pushes the envelope. Is that a phrase? Pushes mm-hmm. the envelope. Yeah. It is. Oh my gosh, I've never pushed an envelope. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Titanic. It it it's just it's like the movie. You know, it's right. like the movie. And despite knowing the ending, I mean, obviously, you, you know, like you said, you you know, you get what you ask for. Um, Gosh, I had like anxiety. I, I felt like I was watching like a Safdie's brother movie. I mean, it was insane <laughs> at the end. I, I was like stressed. And I'm like, yeah. I, I know how this ends. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, you know, to constantly, you know, have new creative things to throw at your characters. Um, you know, I, I can't even imagine what the makeup budget was for Billy Zane's um eyeliner. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. But but you know, he's such like an over-the-top villain but he's so yeah. good he's so good you know he's yeah. so good oh my god you love to hate him but yeah i love this movie it was amazing um yeah it, it surprised me honestly about how much i loved it hmm. um so i have like a very vague memory of seeing titanic in the movie theater oh my god. like i oh. could which is uh you know now knowing what the movie is feels outrageous that my parents would have taken me to see that when I was seven Seven. years old. Um, but I do, I can like, I can literally visualize the movie theater that I was in, which feels bizarre because I don't have memories like that for other movies. So obviously it was impactful, Mm. uh, as a young little child. I also remember my grandparents having this movie on VHS and because it's so long, it was two VHSs Mm. and again, was a movie that I frequently watched at their house. And so the memory of having to get up to switch out the VHS tapes, um, is just seared into my yeah, life and memory. So, uh, but yeah, this is a movie that to this day holds up. Like Andrew, mm-hmm. like you were saying, even having seen it multiple times, knowing the outcome, like still being able to feel everything that you feel when you're watching this, whether it's with Kate and Leo, or if it's with, you know, once the boat is actually going down and the passengers Uh, on the lower levels underwater or the musicians playing on the deck, like all of it. It's just, it's anxiety inducing. It is emotional. It's a powerful film. So um, I love it. I think it, it 
holds up to this day and uh, is incredibly worthy of of what it has of the fame and uh, just its continued impact that it has. I will also say that uh, up until probably like maybe like five years ago, I had been under the impression my whole life that I actually had a family member die on the Titanic. Um, however, (laughs) which is tragic and so many people lost their lives. He, I was told that he was a crew member and, uh, you know, whatever the case come to find out that was not true. He was Hmm. actually a member of the Royal Navy and did also die in a boat crash, but oh my God. not like the boat crash. So anyways, oh, that, was my, <laughs> that was my, that was my fun <laughs> fact in life for a long time. And then I was like, hmm, That's I've, funny. I have unknowingly. When did you this. find out? Because I feel like I've known you long enough now that you told me that at one point. <laughs> I'm sure who, I poison, did. who poisoned your mind with this? Well, yeah. so, this so my, it's from, it, I don't know which great, 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 grand, great, 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 grandfather on my mom's side. Um, and she, I think had, was under the impression that it was the Titanic, but as Mm. her aunt had been doing more research on their family, come to find out he was actually a part of the Royal Navy. So I feel like that's one of those things where you like, (laughs) you're watching the movie, your grandparents' house and like some crew members show up or people that look maybe like they're in the Royal Navy on the movie, in the movie. And your grandma says like, oh, my uncle, whatever was in the Navy or whatnot. And then you're like, oh my gosh, that's, yes, that's my great uncle, whoever. No, but I just like locked in your mind. No, no, no. (laughs) I, my, we were under the impression that it was the Titanic, but as I watched it as a child, as I would see people, even though I, maybe I just didn't put together their actors. Mm -hmm. I was like, that could have been him. (laughs) (laughs) That portrayal of that worker in the lower levels of the boat, that could have been my, whatever he was. So I still do. So my grandpa worked for NASA and he was in the control room for a lot of like the major, um, uh, you know, uh, expeditions. And so anytime I watch a movie that, like features the control room during like any of the major Apollo launches or anything like that. I like look and I know yeah. they're they're actors. They yeah, don't, of course. Those characters don't have names. They're you know <laughs> control guy one through thirty seven. But I'm yeah. just like, which one of those is my grandpa? Grandpa? Yeah. <laughs> is, <laughs> yeah, that is that you? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. Any uh, any last thoughts on Titanic? It really this was probably our shortest conversation of the three of them. But it's not due to the lack of uh, no. brilliance of the film. It's yeah. it's because it is a film that speaks for itself. Both of both uh, as just like a, a movie and as um, a, a best picture winner and something that's just gone down in, in the, in the halls of uh, yeah. Great movies. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 every, like the whole supporting cast was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bill Paxton, I mean, shout out to mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. doing, doing his Brad Pitt thing. I mean, he was, yeah, I forget good. that. I forget that whole storyline too. Well, that's, what's so yeah. funny. Uh, you saying your mom walked in, I think it was a documentary because it starts like a documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Um, the very, uh, uh, melodramatic, the very, uh, over the top feel of like the regular stories is very juxtaposed by just how like in real life, uh, the whole Bill Paxton, the real, the, more documentary feeling storyline uh, comes across as they really <laughs> yes uh, separate those two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it does feel like it, this kind of dream, like you feel like you are watching 
someone's memory unfold, yeah. like a story be being told. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. So All right. Well, I think that wraps up. Did I? Did anyone have? I don't want to cut anyone off. No. Perfect. No. What? What? Um. Can I ask real quick? What other movies uh, were nominated for Best Picture that year? I feel sorry for them. Um. I believe. L.A. Confidential, which I yep. mentioned, uh, sure. Goodwill Hunting, Great The movie. Full Monty, and I think as good as it gets. Yeah. Okay. Well, that? that's yep. well deserving for Titanic. Yeah, for so, sure. Like, yeah. like I said, I love L.A. Confidential. People mm-hmm. love. I'm not as big of a Goodwill Hunting fan as some people, but wow, people okay. do love that. Yeah. Um, I've actually never seen The Full Monty. I've seen as good as it gets. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, you can't. You, it's you not can't. even. It's not even a question. It's. I mean, just between that and the English patient, just the way they they're shot. I I, I don't oh, know yeah. if like there's something new with like Panavision or something, but it looks. Uh, I mean, it's like it's like it's incredible. During, yeah, yeah. During yeah, that year, know. they like switched over to digital or something. You know, it's funny it you say so that. Uh, English patient was actually the first film ever edited digitally. Hmm. Oh, yeah. oh my god! That's gosh. interesting. Yeah. Well, there you there you go. That's Not why. that I don't know how well that showed on uh, final product, but um, sure. It's yeah. a pretty slow no, edit. It yeah. really is. You, you can, yeah, that's true. It's a fairly <laughs> relaxed edit. Um, yeah. But it, it does feel like you, if you show someone no context of the the time they came out, the English patient and the Titanic back to back, they would probably guess they came out at least a decade apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not no, absolutely. You know, a year apart. But. Yeah. Well, what year did um what year did Out of Africa win? Was that eighty five? I, I I feel like English patient is like oh, an eighties movie. It just, it it just felt, like you know, yeah. it just felt like it didn't belong between yeah. these two films. All right. Definitely. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, those are our thoughts on the three best picture winners from the respective years that the, uh, each of us were born. Uh, we would love to hear from you guys. Have you seen any of these movies? If you haven't, um, I'm guessing, you know, we kind of talked about that. I'm, I'm guessing Titanic is something you're familiar with. Uh, even for like our younger audience, Titanic is long enough ago now that there's a good chance they just haven't seen it. You know what's crazy? I'm sorry, I'm backtracking. Titanic is such a big movie that you say the word Titanic, and and I think most people think of the movie before they think of the, the actual historical yeah. event historically that happened. That's yeah. so it's insane. crazy. That's it's so crazy. Insane. Anyway, if you guys haven't seen these movies, let me just say this: if you hadn't seen these movies, seek them out. Even the English Patient, go go seek them out watch these films um you know try to kind of understand where we were at in in the 90s um kind of what our view of uh top movies look like like what our rep what we wanted at least the academy wanted to represent each year for film look like i think it's it's a very interesting um lens to kind of look at history with and i enjoy doing it and it's nice that we're all uh born relatively within the same um time again we don't actually know when heather was born but <laughs> right. we're shooting for around for debate yeah. um to to kind of get this taste of like the 90s and where we're at there in terms of uh the academy and movies in general mm-hmm. so it's been really cool this was a cool conversation i'm glad yeah. that we we did oh, this I appreciate you guys so much andrew thanks so much for thank being on guys. congratulations on the game, you know? <laughs> thank uh, you guys well, you guys kicked my butt i'm like oh i was so excited you guys did though didn't you? I think Heather had like well, yeah, yeah, Heather won this year. Heather I beat know. me. Wait, the the Ch- the Chastain thing really got uh, what where did that come from, Heather? 
Explain that to me. I mean, she was incredible. What do you I mean, mean where did it come from? I, I, I mean, <laughs> she, she was. I, I forget. She was amazing. Who, who did I pick? Jesse Buckley. I, I don't even know who I picked. But yeah, she was great. Yeah. She was fantastic in that movie. Yeah, definitely. We'll see how you do next year. Maybe we'll be back for uh, oh round two. Oh, I, I, I hope I get invited back. You guys are the best. I really appreciate it. It was a joy oh, to man, have you, Andrew. Thanks for joining great. us. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll hit you soon with a couple new episodes coming out. We have been absent for a little while and we've got a lot of uh, backtracking to do. We've got a lot of good movies that have come out in the past few weeks that are going to be coming out in the next few weeks that we want to talk to you about. So stay tuned for uh, some new episodes. Until then, watch all the movies you can and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 probably like microwave dinners you know mm, oh, maybe yeah. some yeah some mac and cheese right you know that you gotta you gotta slice that little like uh that little slit in the top yeah and then you gotta open it to stir it and then put the like plastic back back yeah. and yeah, i yeah, always yeah. burn myself i always burn myself when i'm because you're so that excited back. right well that too yeah but there. you know the hot water vapor is like yeah. on top mm-hmm. i don't know why i just <laughs> the water vapor it's intense but yeah it is intense and um you know but it's always worth it it tastes so good